You're listening to Plans We Make. I'm Ryan Lott, founder, composer, and singer for Sunlux. And this is our first of three episodes discussing the theme of story with some of our favorite artists and collaborators. Today, I'll be talking with Kadia Bonet. Kadia is a multi-instrumentalist, songwriter, producer, and arranger. In addition to making her own records, she's becoming an avid collaborator, sought after not only for her unmistakable voice, but her arrangements as well. Our manager, Michael, introduced me to her music, and I immediately started dreaming of a way to work together. She appears on two related songs on our triple LP, Tomorrow's, first as the wordless ghost that closes Plans We Made, the first single from Volume 1, then reemerges to take the lead on Plans We Make on Volume 3, for which this podcast is named. Do I detect the changes I create? We thought Kadia would be a great person to speak with about the theme of voice, not just because of her unique vocal approach, but because I was curious to know what's behind her creative voice, more broadly speaking. To my ear, it's really unlike anything else I know. So I had a chance to catch up with her recently, and this is our discussion. Kadia. Hi. Thanks for joining me. This is kind of awesome. We uh, we actually have never spoken face-to-face like this. I know. Amazingly. It's great. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Thanks for taking some time out. I know we're all busy, and uh, it means a lot just to set aside a little time to chat. So um, first, what I want to say, I think I've said a version of this to you before, but particularly as it relates to the creative voice, I wanted to say that my initial pre- impression of your of your music was, I remember exactly where I was. I remember thinking, like, this person is making music on their own terms. It wasn't a version of something that I'd heard before. Mm. For me, that's like that's like a, such a high goal. There was this like kind of a fully formed creative identity that was coming out of me at the spe- out of the speakers. And I wonder, do you feel that way about yourself? Um, I feel like it's always changing. So in, in that way, it doesn't ever feel like it's like fully formed or finished because like your taste is constantly evolving. And, you know, when I look back at old records, I'm like, oh, I would have done that differently or mm-hmm. or whatever the case. But I think in the moment of making them, I try and be as honest with myself as possible of like what my taste is in this moment and like only keeping things that feel like good for me now so yeah yes if that makes sense yeah yeah um do you feel deferential um to others um to peers your ancestors uh the marketplace i might if i knew what that word meant oh like do you feel like (laughs) do you feel like you have to defer or you have to like take in outside information and outside influences have to slash want to in the process of making a record or do you feel Mm. like you're subservient only to your creative whims i like that question because i think so when i made my last record which is crazy to think that already came out three years ago but when that when i was making that record i stopped listening to everything for like the year that i was making the record Mm -hmm. But that's because I had consumed so much already and I I was just kind of sorting and like, Mm, yeah, 
digesting yeah and i wanted to like clear space in my head to like let organic things bubble up without like constantly putting more in and i enjoyed that process but after i had stopped listening to music so long it was it was like a habit at that point and it was hard to get back into listening to music and i realized that i had kind of like run out of like i had i had digested everything and i and I needed to start consuming again. Mm, mm. <laughs> so it, I think, yeah, de- definitely it's important to for me to like, you know, have all of those influences and references. And that's part of what your inspiration comes from and in your understanding of music. And yeah. yeah, and you have to keep feeding your taste. So speaking of restarting, you are a parent now, mm-hmm. which is new since uh, your latest record, um, which was Child Queen. And I'm wondering if you feel like you're now in the process at all of figuring out who you are again, or if there's any sort of difficulty in restarting, quote unquote. I'm not implying that you've stopped, but I'm just saying there's clearly a new chapter logistically. I mean, I'm, I'm a parent as well, so <laughs> yeah. I guess I'm bringing, I'm bringing a lot of my own um, yeah. To this question, but my own experience. But I'm curious what where your headspace is now, and if 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 being a parent is how that's going. Yeah, I absolutely have no idea who I am now, and <laughs> <laughs> and it's really interesting because um, I don't fit into like all the same. I mean, on a physical level, but also on like on an on an emotional level, on like any level, I don't fit into the music and the the you know, even the, the personality in life that I had before I was a parent, it's all, Mm. it's all changed. And so I feel like I'm in a, it's a good place to be in that, like, you know, there's infinite options of where you can go, like where you redirect yourself, but it's also really scary. And it's also, you know, like when you haven't made music on your own terms for so long and you try and get back into it, you're like, Oh, I don't, I don't know if I like anything. Like I don't (laughs) Right. It's hard. It's hard to figure out. Yeah, it's hard to figure out what what you want to make again. Right. Let alone like actually have time and energy for it. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, if you and if you have the time and energy for it, a lot of times it's like, what do I say now? Like even the stories I would tell Uh are different now. Uh So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, um, for me, being a parent is, is just the logistical constraints of like having time to dwell in your like to, to have personal time to have like headspace totally. um like physical energy backed up by sleep <laughs> which like right. for me stopped happening for over a year yeah but i think i mean I, i'm i'm certainly i'm not complaining but I'm, I'm just saying like more so than like the the sort of philosophical and spiritual um like yeah turmoil and 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 beauty of it all um it was just like time of day you know Uh, yeah like air in my lungs energy in my muscles you know do you have that feeling that like now you actually feel more precious about it or is it have you actually kind of like lost some energy for it and some passion for it Mm, no i haven't lost passion for it but i have like definitely put it off (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I think I've just decided that like this chapter, you know, I, I can't afford to be precious about the next record I put out necessarily and to find like a new way of working in a much more collaborative way of working because it's a much more like streamlined process. Mm. And then, but, I, but I still have like 
you know, little buckets of different projects. And I'm like, you know what, I'm going to have to wait a year to, before I get into this project because I really need the time mm. to like, you know. Yeah. And I think that's one thing that we, oh, that I at least took for granted before I had a kid was how much time it takes to, to like the, the pre-work time of just like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sitting and doing nothing in the studio yeah. and like maybe. Totally. Maybe hour four or five, you get an idea. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It's like and it's so- like the it's like the one a <laughs> it's like the one a.m. idea where that's the actual idea you need to start moving toward. You know what yeah. I mean? Not like exactly. not like the five p.m. idea that you only have time to squeeze in before dinner. You know, it's like it's like yeah, um, yeah. That's yeah, absolutely. So now I'm just like. It's interesting because, you know, I still have been able to do some creative things. It just, you have to like really change your mindset of how you create stuff because you can't just sit around for four or five hours anymore. Yeah, yeah. You just like start chasing something. You're like, all right, let's just go. Let's just chase this. Where is this going? Now, is that why you mentioned collaboration? Because you feel like other people can catalyze your activity and sort of like keep keep you in, in motion? Yeah. Or I just feel like now, you know, if I, if I have a project or a song that I'm working on, I'll delegate a lot more now. I'll be like, okay, this is yeah. the song, you know, I've written the chords and everything. And I, and I'll just like, I'll zoom. Cause we're obviously in COVID times. Yeah. So I'll like zoom, zoom a musician friend and we'll yeah. like yeah, yeah. knock it out. And um, yeah. And before I used to just be able to tinker and I'm like, okay, I'm not tinkering now. I'm, I'm going for it. I've read that you've, you've described yourself um previously as a control freak. So I'm wondering, is that, is it hard to feel like to welcome other people into the process now? Or are you kind of just like, because you're a multi, in, in addition to being a songwriter, you are a multi-instrumentalist, you're playing all this stuff, you're singing all this stuff, you're arranging all this stuff, you're producing all this stuff. You know, I need, I know historically you haven't engineered as much, but you're pretty much doing it all. So, um, yeah, I, you know, actually I, I'm really welcoming it this time around. Nice. It's really fun for me. Yeah, I think the reason why I've been a control freak is because I love to do things. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's totally. like it's fun for me to figure it out on my own. And like it was like I would be depriving myself of some enjoyment of like figuring out this baseline or whatever it is. <laughs> so but but now that I don't have as much time, I'm just like really enjoying everybody's flavors and everybody's. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. It's, yeah. it's really fun. That's awesome. <laughs> so yeah, you've had you've actually had uh, some amazing collaborations, um, some pr- really high profile ones. Um, I'm curious if like you found that in collaboration is where you like learn more about yourself, or is that kind of like a separate thing where you do you there, and then where you really learn about yourself and refine your creative voice is um, in those like sacred solo times. I feel like. I would say more of the latter of, um, but that's because of the, like the incubation period of like when you're working on your own projects, which sometimes when you're collaborating with people, um, I mean, during COVID times is different, but like, if you're ever like in the same room as people collaborating, it always feels like there's this pressure to like write something quickly. Mm. Um, Mm. and I think because of that, I, um, (laughs) I tend to like, prefer the the time and space to like really marinate on things and um and i get that when i'm working alone like no one's sitting there like waiting for something brilliant to come out (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah oh that's that's so tough yeah so have you ever found have you is it has there been an example where maybe that 
that's an exception to that? Yeah, I don't know about myself as much as about music, but I would say like when I was working with Anderson Pack on a, a lot of string arrangements, like I think I ended up doing like 13. I think he only kept maybe six. But yeah, I was doing all these string arrangements and those were some of my like favorite things I've ever done. And <laughs> yeah, and it is awesome. exactly for for why you say it. it was like I didn't write this song. So I get to like really play and explore like a new a new style of arrangement and is really fun. Oh man, that's awesome to hear. because uh, I I absolutely love your arranging and to know that that that's like something that you also are getting a lot of a lot out of for other people. Um that's yeah. Yeah, that's that's really amazing. So I, I read that you you began sort of your path into like your early adulthood thinking you were going to study film. You went to USC, found it prescriptive and um, kind of formulaic, and it was just not uh, your heart wasn't in it. It, was, it wasn't right fit. I'm curious if you still feel somewhere an urge to to be a filmmaker, maybe like on your own terms. Absolutely. Yeah. I <laughs> and actually this year. Um, while I wasn't able to make as much music as before, it was easier to kind of start doing like little film writings because I think in in for one reason, like it doesn't require nearly as much setup and quiet as music does. You know what I mean? Like yeah. my baby can be screaming in the other room and right. I can still write. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, and also because I haven't been thinking about it as much. So it's like, you know, like when you've been thinking about music so much, sometimes like every idea feels stale. You're not as like inspired or motivated, but with new hobbies, I always tell people to get a new hobby mm. with new hobbies. You're just so like uh, enchanted by the, the newness of it, that everything is fun and exciting and you can chase ideas much further and you have all this momentum. So this year I've been working on film and TV projects a lot more with the hope of developing them yeah oh that's so cool do you find it's easier to be yourself on stage or in the studio oh in the studio a hundred percent i've never been myself on stage once <laughs> i know I, that, not, I know that feeling so deeply <laughs> i'm an introvert a hundred percent so performing is really hard for me it's like i don't i don't know you you can get develop some calluses so that it doesn't like you know traumatize you as much but it's like it, in my heart I'm still an introvert it's really hard to just like let go and mm -hmm. um I would love to be able to do that I I love people who are performers like mm. I, I love watching a performer and that was one thing I learned from wor working with Anderson Pack as well is like mm. he's a performer yeah 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 and it was honestly honestly through like that comparison that I was like oh I'm not a performer. <laughs> yeah. I like working in the studio and that's like, you know, a lot of people can do both. But for me, my dream career is very few performances. Mm. My dream career is a lot of studio time and not that much. performance. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same time, you said you did you say you you would love to like be a performer like meaning I mean love to be yeah, comfortable. I would love to be a different person. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <geez>. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm being real though. Yeah, I mean, no, like, it's good. Not, no, it's good. It's good. So, so not, do you think um, do you think yeah. it's possible? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. 
Um, I think if I found a way of being just immaculately rehearsed with a lot of other elements that are there to attract your attention other than me, hmm. um, then that could be a fun performance for me. Like I've never had like the, the big budgets for performance where I could like have cool light shows and choreography yeah. or whatever. Yeah. And I think maybe if I was a small part of the performance, then I would feel like I was okay to take up the amount of space that I take. But I always end up feeling like I'm supposed to be bigger. Like I'm supposed to be taking up more space on the stage and like, and I'm just, just like sitting there like. Yeah. 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 (laughs) One of the biggest sort of personal revelations I had with respect to music is that I could be a performer um, mm. in a way that feels me, feels truly me and where I feel at home in my own skin um, mm. because that was something that wasn't true for me for a long time. And it changed when I met Rafiq and Ian. Mm. Um, and that's one of the main reasons why, which is a selfish reason, I guess, <laughs> that um, Sunlux became a band and mm. it was it was always a solo project and then it was worth defining redefining the whole definition of the project um around mm. th- th- these this this chemistry because i felt it was such a compelling it was such compelling evidence of something good and fruitful that after 30 like 30 years of making music and feeling like totally uncomfortable as a performer suddenly in the context of these guys making music together on stage i felt like i could be a i i i never i didn't feel that anymore i felt like oh i can be myself in both places and be for the first time comfortable on stage and i and i could sit i could like sit back inside of the music and be a part of something bigger than myself and these guys each doing a better version of the thing that I could imagine. And then it was like, oh, doosh, freedom, you know, on stage. Yeah. Really, 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 yeah. really awesome. Um, so I hope that for mm. you. If that's something that you want, I ho- I definitely hope that for you. Thank you. Yeah. I, you know, I hadn't really thought about it that much before. I just was like, oh, I'm bad at this. But, you know, I don't spend as much time on stage as I do in the studio. Yeah. So, and, and, you know, you forget that there was a long period of time where, it was really uncomfortable to be in the studio because I didn't know what what I was doing. So, uh, you know, maybe, you're yeah, right. maybe, yeah. maybe there is a, there's a time and a place for my performance, but yeah, that's a good point. I'm, I'm enjoying reimagining like my, you know, artist brand right now. Cause like you said, mm. you know, we're in a, a different place now. And yeah, I, I, I saw a Joni Mitchell quote recently, or I, I was watching her and in, interviewed and she was saying how she has to, defend her humanness against like you know the the artist branding as much as she can Mm. and that's how I feel now we're like I don't I don't want to put anything on I don't want any convolution I just want to be able to like be my introverted self yeah and that that be (laughs) an acceptable part of the brand because it's hard to like continuously fake confidence or fake coolness or cute cuteness or whatever like I don't want to do it anymore I don't I don't have time to do it I just want to roll up like me and it'd be okay (laughs) yeah two questions one's maybe easier than the other 
well, they're probably both difficult, but do you feel like you regret or at some point may regret using your name, your given name as your artist name? Oh yeah. That was a big mistake. That was, mm. I think I started regretting that already like three years ago. I was like, Oh, cause there's no separation from who you are as a person, from what you want to create. And yeah. you want to be able to have the freedom to evolve however you want to evolve in as a person or as a musician, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, so it's hard <laughs> that you can't separate them. Sorry if that, that, that sorry if that answer, that question made you sad. <laughs> Oh, no, 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 no. I almost feel like the same way I do about tattoos where like mm. I would have gotten one if I could have thought of a cool one, but I just, <laughs> I just never thought of a good stage name. It's, yeah, that's, that's totally me and tattoos also. <laughs> I've, I've it, at various points in my life imagined that the, the, the older version of myself was going to have a tattoo and, and now I'm like definitely in a place where I'm like oh, it makes a lot more sense for the younger version of myself to have a tattoo <laughs> yeah How, well so you you also have a collaboration I read about Genesee is that still a thing oh no no You're no reading some old articles yeah trying to do my research um, girl <laughs> you are you are I, I, but um I'm glad that I didn't. I couldn't really find anything, so I'm. I'm, I'm glad that that wasn't a. Um, yeah. Like, oh yeah, we're working so hard on that, and I'm like, you know, didn't really have any evidence for it. But. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I we I think we put out like two songs, and it didn't. Yes, I would suggest to everyone don't don't start a band with someone you're dating. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> do something else. So, do you think? Do, can you imagine yourself? Um, finding a home as a smaller part of a larger mechanism more not just in your arranging and not in, in your features and stuff like that but could you imagine at this point starting a band or being becoming a part of a band someone else's project or some sort of serious collaborative project um the collaborations that i'm really interested in at the moment are like film scores and mm. like i want to i want to move into that direction of kind of collaborating with like a director and mm. that type of a team um I'm, i would not say never i would not say i would never like be part of a band mm -hmm. but i think it would be really hard for me to negotiate my tastes with other people like i tend to either be like it's gonna be this way or i'm like oh, i don't know don't ask me right so like yeah. i don't really know the in between yeah. i don't yeah i don't know how to like give and take <laughs> i'm i'm learning that now because i'm i'm now producing other artists more um it's ne something i never did and i'm um mm. i'm learning that too because that's where you have to live you have to you have to live in that sort of tension of like um oh it's totally got to be this way and if <laughs> if that's not if if that's not acceptable then really having energy for another approach you mentioned uh, uh, scoring um and you also uh, over email recently um express some frustration over deadlines. Mm. Are you at liberty to talk about any of these deadlines or are they, are they related yeah. to film scoring or what are you working on now? That um, This week I've been working on a theme song for a podcast, which has been really fun. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I've just been taking on like different random stuff, which is I think partially because I'm putting off working on my own record, but also I've learned so much by taking on random side jobs. So yeah, it's not a bad thing, especially while I'm like trying to re 
reacquaint myself with my my work my relationship with my work it's been really really good yeah that's great that's awesome i tried to um do a, a podcast once um did a theme for it and um it was actually kind of a crazy story um i was driving the car this is we were in la at the time um jen was in the back seat because remy was um a baby at the time and she was like helping him back there i was driving around the phone rings and I answer it through the car, and it's Ira Glass. <laughs> oh, Ty. <laughs> and I'm like, this is one of those situations where I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad my wife is in the car. <laughs> because, you know, it's like I want – it's like you have this desire to, like, look good in front of her, obviously. <laughs> and, like, she loves Ira Glass, you know? So, like yeah. – and it's like Ira Glass's voice coming through my <laughs> – you yeah. know, coming through my car speakers, and it's like <laughs> – he he called me because um, he was interested in me, like, you know, demoing for this thing that he was working on. And um, I, hit, I didn't get the job. But um, isn't that always the case? Honestly, I think the way it worked out, it went on to be a podcast that like lots of people loved. And I think it was awesome because I actually listened to it, of course, to get in the right headspace. But I've actually found more often than not the gigs that I have not gotten. I'm like I look back and I, it just feels like I dodged a bullet. Um, I feel oh, like, man, I don't feel that way at all. Really? I feel thankful. I'm because so sad. <laughs> I'm still sad. You're still sad about what? I'm the one that I'm gonna be forever sad about. It was I got I got called to do a demo for Space Jam Two, and um, but honestly, this was like a very different version of the script. At that point, it was like more of a musical, so it was like an in. It was going to be like a, a song, like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like on camera, on camera, yeah. not a score. Yeah. Yeah. I Dige- what that's called. Diegetic. Like Diegetic. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, they, they like, obviously they didn't even go in that direction, but I'll still forever be bummed. The song is tight, by the way. Sometime I'm going to put it out. <laughs> um, okay. Last question. Cause I, you've got, I spent most of the time talking. It's, um, I apologize for that. Um, no. Oh, I'm enjoying <laughs> hearing these stories. It sounds like such a such a crazy musical education. I, yeah. Yeah. I think reading up on you, like I think we had some similarities. You started uh, classical. You kind of grew up classical with classical violin. Um, and it wasn't really until you, uh, a friend, let you borrow a guitar that you started to like or discovered something about yourself um, and started writing songs. Is that is that sound right? Yeah. I mean. Because music was, as a kid, like a chore, mm. um, I really didn't have any appreciation for it. Like we, I wasn't allowed to listen to music that I wanted to listen to. I was only allowed to listen to classical music. And then I would do the chore of practicing, um, you know, um, every day. My dad was pretty strict about it. So when, when I started, you know, playing guitar and teaching myself um, reacquainting myself with music and starting to like actually go listen to records because I hadn't really even done that. And I realized that it was a, there was so much more opportunity in music for expression than in other things that I was working in at the time. And yeah, and I just didn't understand that I could have that relationship with music because I had had such a resentful relationship with it my whole life. So, yeah. That's awesome. My last question you just answered, which was like, have you, have you ever surprised yourself 
um, in a big way musically. And <laughs> and uh, you just <laughs> sounds like you just answer that question. Yeah, you know, I think I tend to kind of swing back and forth on this pendulum of like feeling like I know. I know how to do what I do. And then, and then I'll swing to the other side of it and be like, I don't know what I'm doing at all. I need to go to school immediately. I need to, which I still feel every day. I'm like, I should definitely go to grad school or something. Mm. But anyway, Mm. (laughs) and so I surprise myself sometimes when I'm like in those moments where I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing at all. Why did I think I could do this career? And then, like you said earlier, when you start working within limitations and it starts unlocking things for you Mm, and mm -hmm. you're like, oh, like you have to like, you know, get to know it again, get to know music again. And then I'm like, okay, it's not that bad. Yeah. And get to know yourself that you're capable of things that you just hadn't thought of yourself doing before, which I think is is a big one too. Just allowing space for your future self. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and like you, I love I love limitations. I loved deciding that I'm only gonna use these chords. Yeah, or I'm only gonna. Yeah, and then just seeing what happens. I love that. Or this would be totally Kaja thing. Like, oh, I'm I'm only gonna express these chords with the contour of my voice and a bass. Or I'm only gonna use like four yeah, f- four exactly. f- four flutes and then like everything all the other all the information is going to be right there for those like 14 bars or something <laughs> exactly <laughs> yeah we'll, 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 we'll leave it there um but um thank you so much for spending so much time with us kadia thank you blessings on your family i uh, hope for tons of health and and safety and and just like peace of mind in this in this time thank you so much it was a pleasure to be here awesome thanks to our friend kadia bonet for joining me Loved getting to talk with her for the first time, really, face-to-face. Head to kadjabonet.com. That's K-A-D-H-J-A-B-O-N-E-T.com for more about her work. And follow her on all the social media networks if you feel so inclined. Plans We Make was created by me, Ryan Lott, Ian Chang, and Rafiq Bhatia, and was produced and edited by Chris Jacobs. Special thanks to executive producers Michael Kaufman and Hannah Hauser for all their support. And be sure to subscribe to Plans We Make wherever you get your podcasts. Next week, guitarist Rafiq Bhatia will be taking the host duties, followed by drummer Ian Chang's conversation with artist Darian Donovan Thomas. I'm Ryan Lott. Thanks for listening.